Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. President Trump's tweets today. Even a step too far for him? Plus, Donald Trump's strange relationship right now with truth and reality. Plus, the White House puts North Korea on notice. This is the State of America tonight. Something is unleashed with him lately. Donald Trump retweeted anti-Muslim videos. To me, it's bizarre and disturbing. President Trump is still peddling debunked conspiracy theories. Donald Trump hasn't changed. He never has. He's never going to. The fact that the president says a lot of things that are not true isn't news. North Korea launched an intercontinental ballistic missile. I will only tell you that we will take care of it. It is a situation that we will handle. We're headed toward a war if things don't change. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. Reality. Look it up in Webster's. Defined as something that actually exists. It seems pretty simple. Yes. Well, today, I am not so sure. President Trump seems to be finding it hard to separate what actually exists and what he wishes did exist. Case in point, tweeting out unverified anti-Muslim videos this morning. Videos pushed out by a far-right British political group. Listen to this. A much wider view is that they are divisive, racist uh, and extremist. The the woman whose tweets President Trump has forwarded to the world uh, today has been convicted for hate crimes, for abusing a Muslim woman on the street. The videos claim to show Muslims violently attacking people and one shows men smashing a statue of the Virgin Mary. To that, fellow Republican and also a chief critic of the president, Senator Jeff Flake, he said this. The president this morning retweeted some anti-Muslim videos from this extremist leader from the UK. What do you, how do you react to that? Flummoxed. Why? Um, It's uh, very inappropriate. Someone who agrees, British Prime Minister Theresa May, whose office put out a statement saying that President Trump was wrong to retweet those videos. Someone who does not agree, or the White House offering up this defense of the videos, which have, again, not been verified. Whether it's it's a real video, the threat is real, and that is what the president is talking about. That's what the president is focused on, is dealing with those real threats. Uh, and those are real no matter how you look at it. Uh, look, I'm not talking about the nature of the video. I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. The threat is real, and that's what the president is talking about. So let that sink in for just a moment. It doesn't matter if the videos are real. It doesn't matter if they are dealing in reality. What matters is the political point that the president was apparently trying to make, a political point that is still lost on many of us. So suspend reality there, and apparently here as well. Two new reports that the president is is repeating long-debunked conspiracy theories to aides and even members of the Senate, including what really was his first entrance into politics, pushing the birther conspiracy theory against President Barack Obama. Here is 
Donald Trump's evolution, if you will, on the issue. So he could have been born in Kenya and gone over to the United States, and everybody wants to be a U.S. citizen. Do you accept that what he produced is valid? Do you no, know, I do don't you, necessarily. But do you believe he probably no. was born in America? Uh, no. I, I say he might have been. Do you know who questioned his birth certificate, one of the first? Hillary Clinton. You do know that, don't you? President Barack Obama was born in the United States, period. But the New York Times reports that privately the president does not agree with himself there, apparently. Still questioning Obama's birthplace. And even more reports now that the president is now questioning the authenticity of the infamous Access Hollywood tape where he bragged of grabbing women's genitalia. Here is one of the reporters behind the Times story. I think it just gets to the heart of... of uh, a president who, well before he came to the White House, has often tried to create his own version of reality and has tried to construct uh, a version of events that he no prefers, that is more convenient to the world that he wants to see rather than the world the way it is. It sounds like a wonderful place to live, actually. But as a human being, let alone a human being living in the White House, he does need to deal in reality whether he likes it or not. And here is why. The very real threat posed, for one example, by North Korea right now after testing its most powerful missile to date, leaving some hawkish Republicans offering some pretty dire warnings. The president is not going to allow North Korea to have a nuclear weapon uh, in their hands that can hit America with an ICBM that can make it to the United States. And if we have to go to war to stop this, we will. And if there's a war with North Korea, it'd be because North Korea brought it on itself. And we're headed toward a war if things don't change. But it may be the biggest surprise of the day, President Trump's measured response after all this. I will only tell you that we will take care of it. We have General Mattis in the room with us, and uh, we've had a long discussion on it. It is a situation that we will handle. The president is also promising new sanctions against North Korea in the aftermath. Stand by to see if those that becomes actual reality. Meanwhile, in Congress, they are struggling to face a very new reality over there. In the wake of growing allegations of sexual misconduct against its own members, Congress is doing something, voting today to require sexual harassment training for all lawmakers and their staff. I know. Amazing. That wasn't already on the books and wasn't already required like in every other workplace. Listen to this. The fact that some people end up walking these halls are subjected to a threatening or hostile work environment when they came here to serve their country, to to serve their ideals, that's wrong. That's a disgrace. We cannot and we will not tolerate that kind of behavior. But it's not as clear cut as that. They are taking a vote today on that, but members on both sides of the aisle are still hesitating to call out members of their own party facing allegations and calls to resign, uh, having to do with sexual harassment and sexual misconduct. Here are two Democrats in the House asked about one of their own today, John Conyers. Other men in other industries have faced similar accusations and gotten out of the way, resigned, stepped down far faster than he has. Right? Um, no, you would have to give me some examples. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, Charlie Rose, Matt Lauer. Going up. I don't think they who elected that. Right. I don't think they stepped down. So it's different because he's elected. Oh, 
I do want to make sure that you didn't miss that line. James Clyburn, number three Democrat in the House, his takeaway after all of that, who elected them? Let that sink in for just a moment. This also comes as a seismic shift has rocked the TV landscape today. Matt Lauer, as was mentioned in that tape, the cornerstone of America's longest-running morning show, NBC's Today Show, he is out, fired after the network announced that an employee came forward just on Monday accusing him of inappropriate sexual behavior. His co-host announcing the news just moments after finding out herself. All we can say is that we are heartbroken. I'm heartbroken for Matt. He is my dear, dear friend and my partner, and he is beloved by many, many people here. And I'm heartbroken for the brave colleague who came forward to tell her story and any other women who have their own stories to tell. A little dose of reality now for all of us. That is now two icons in morning television out in two weeks. Their female co-hosts left to explain it all to viewers. And politicians now out of a job facing similar accusations? Zero. Zero. And more time has lapsed. But they still just want more investigations. Let's leave that for a moment because, remember, it is supposed to be tax reform week on Capitol Hill. That is not a joke I just told. I'm actually still dealing in reality. President Trump is on his way right now to Missouri to push the Republican tax plan that is being debated right now in the Senate. So why then is he so focused on almost anything but that? Today, Abby Phillip is joining me now. She's in Missouri where the president will be speaking Shortly. So, Abby, taxes. Yes, sure. An important thing. The, could be their first big legislative win. But what now is the White House actually saying about those inflammatory videos, anti-Muslim videos that the president sent out this morning? Are they still defending it this afternoon? Hi, Kate. Well, yeah, today is supposed to be about taxes behind me on the stage, all set up for a big uh, tax speech. But today, as the president is on his way here to Missouri, he is answering questions about these unvetted videos that he tweeted out from his account this morning, uh, which the White House right now is seeking to turn the tables on this issue, asking why it's inappropriate for the president to talk about the threat of terrorism, regardless of the origins of these videos. Uh, The White House Deputy Press Secretary Raj Shah briefing reporters on Air Force One just a few minutes ago said that it's always appropriate for the president to talk about terrorism and he would not talk about where these videos came from or whether they were even legitimate. Uh, At the same time over on Capitol Hill, they want to talk about taxes and that's what the president is coming to Missouri for. Um, But instead there is this shadow of controversy uh, that really stretches across the Atlantic. You're having the president being condemned by the British Prime Minister Theresa May um, and here here in, in Washington, lawmakers on the Hill are raising questions about whether it was appropriate for him to do that. But the White House is not backing down. Uh, they won't talk about where these videos come from, but they say it's all about terrorism and security for the American people. Kate. Yeah, but he's not talking about anything. He's just retweeting things, leaving people to make their own judgments. And I guess if what he's so focused on is terrorism against statues of the Virgin Mary. Gotcha. Abby, thank you so much. Let's see what, kind of, what comes out of the speech this afternoon. The White House says those retweets that we're discussing, they were only meant to start a conversation. You heard Abby just laying it out right there. But what is the conversation then that the president wants to have, honestly? And what's the impact in the fallout right now? We'll be right back. White House says it shouldn't matter if the president's tweets this morning are fake, real or otherwise, as long as the threat is real or the conversation that they're starting is 
real. But what is the real impact of all of it here and abroad? The panel with me tonight, Joe Borelli, he's a Republican New York City, New York City councilman. Steve Israel is a CNN political commentator and former Democratic member of Congress from New York. Jim Garrity is here. He's a senior political correspondent for the National Review. And Caitlin Huey Burns is a national political reporter for Real Clear Politics. It is great to have all of you here. Jim, first to you. Um, the videos, I'm going to say for the umpteenth time, are not verified. It doesn't seem that the White House cares. Um, regardless of their, if they're verified or not, what do you think the president is trying to do here? Sure. Uh, for those who watch American football in the National Football League, when a quarterback starts acting funny, they have something called the concussion protocol, where they check to see if he's suffered a concussion in the last couple of plays. Between the president saying the last couple of tweets, his claim that apparently Joe Scarborough was involved in some terrible sca- murderous scandal a couple of years ago, uh, the talk that he still is saying maybe the birther r- rumor or theory is true, uh, that he wasn't really his voice on the Access Hollywood tape, uh, if Trump really believes this, as opposed to merely, merely uh, trying to start false rumors about people he doesn't like, it's time to start the White House concussion protocol. Check his head for serious blows, uh, because they're not, these are not the sort of normal things you say in the course of the presidency. Um, yeah, but- it's, if it's Joe Schmo doing this, that's one thing. But when you're president of the United States, we expect better behavior and higher standards. But this gets to, but this gets to Joe, the question of, uh, dealing in reality or dealing in the reality that he wishes exists. I mean, it, he can't be, a, you, you have to deal in reality. I mean, th- these things are, are, do you want to get on the crazy train? Let me just ask you this really bluntly. Do you want to get on the crazy train and defend what the president put out in these tweets this morning? Well, n- no, I don't want to get on the crazy train, but I don't think there's a mass continent of people hallucinating on some of the things they've seen. So play out the hypothesis, right? These videos are not confirmed to be real, but they're also not confirmed to be not real. But we can't deny... Even if they're, even if they're not real. But wait, wait, even, wait. If they're, even if they... Oh, I don't even care. Real or not, I actually... But what wait. conversation is the president trying but to wait, start? Uh, okay, okay. There, Other it, than being there are, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of videos that have been verified of people being beheaded and thrown off buildings. And, and basically sure. the same content that we're seeing. It, it's almost ironic how... how Americans agree that these videos are inflammatory, but they can't seem to agree on why. Some people see them as inflammatory because they're, they're, they're viewing them as sort of politically correct, as sort of they come from this right-wing group in, in Britain. Other people see them as inflammatory because people are getting appalling things done to them in the videos. That aren't, we, it's not verified that they're true. Theresa May, the prime minister of Britain, says that these are wrong. Well, she said they're wrong, but she didn't say they're not true videos or, or not That it's wrong that he said it out. With it. Well, you know, she's entitled to her opinion, but, but you know, so look so at Europe. So continue that wait, wait, through wait, life. You're not entitled to your own facts. Look, exactly. Look at exactly. Europe as a whole. Okay, look, look at Europe as a whole. You see the growth of parties that are having a discussion about the Islamic threat or Islamic immigration. Right. And whether you like it or not, they're actually gaining seats. You have uh, Hoffer in Austria. You have Le Pen in France. Uh, you, you have people in Britain, in Poland, in Hungary. So it's not a mass hallucination uh, that, that's happening here. You see a reaction to a perceived threat. The president is simply saying that this threat is real, uh, and, and I guess they hope to confront it. Congressman? Well, look, I served in Congress for 16 years, and I talk to my colleagues every day. I talk to Republicans and Democrats today, and they all agree on this one thing. This is crazy. Uh, These tweets are just ridiculous. And whether these videos are real or not, to me, isn't really the issue. The issue is that no president should alienate our allies, particularly our Muslim allies that we need in the global war on terror, King Abdullah uh, of, of Jordan is in Washington, is in Washington right now, was at the no, White House yesterday. No president should be uh, playing into the hands of our enemies who use those tweets as recruiting tools 
and no president should dishonor the 6,000 Muslims who serve in his military. And Donald Trump is three for three on these tweets this morning. Uh, to Joe's point, though, uh, kind of, I'm doing a spin on Joe's point that Joe is making, Caitlin. Um, it, shocking, inflammatory, yes. Um, should it be surprising? I guess maybe no. This is not different um, necessarily. This is not out of line with how the president has, what the president has said from the election through. I mean, remember, I think, I think Islam hates us was what he had said in an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, is, does, is this a step further today? Yeah. And, and, you know, with other instances of this, um, especially with tweets, we've kind of tried to see what the strategy is, right? What he's distracting us from. And this is an instance where the president actually could have some very positive things to talk about. Remember, he's in Missouri right now plugging the tax reform bill. And whatever you think about the tax reform bill, Republicans are poised to pass it at this point. Just given Mm -hmm. what we saw from the budget committee yesterday, this bill looks poised for passage. And so he could be talking about that. He could be talking about the economy. He also could be talking about North Korea, of course, which is a a top issue yesterday. Uh, So this is a different kind of situation where it's unclear what where he's trying to go with this. And also, there wasn't anything to spark this conversation about terrorism, right? There wasn't uh, an attack. There wasn't something that would kind of make this conversation in the news yeah. at Muslim this point. Muslim ban still caught up in court. Muslim exactly. ban also still wouldn't apply to the UK, just FYI. Exactly. And uh, I also have to point out that the president was uh, that the White House was unable to say whether this tweet was true. And this, of course, is as the president is tweeting all morning about so-called fake news. And I think that's really important to to call out as well. Uh, Joe, on the broader point that Jim kind of brought up when he brought it kind of all together uh, on the other reporting that Trump's now questioning the authenticity of the Access Hollywood tape, also questioning, again, Obama's birthplace. Like what gives? What what gives right now? I mean, I don't know what gives right now, but this is the, the, the umpteenth episode of, of let's be, you know, outraged over something Trump tweeted or said. This is who he is. You know, this is who the American public uh, elected as president. No, I, but and that is so, that fits into the normalizing category. I think it's okay to be outraged when, when someone does something that is wrong or when someone doesn't want to deal in reality or if the president of the United States is going back, is, is now trying to convince people to not believe him from what he said before. Like, he fessed up and apologized for the Access Hollywood tape, and now he's telling people, I don't think it was me. Well, he's telling people in in, in a report. I mean, it wasn't exactly him coming out and saying it. It was a report, one of these unnamed sources again. Uh, Again, don't trust unnamed sources unless they're exactly what the president wants to say. Can I ask you actually about that, Steve? Because when it comes down to it, it's so uncomfortable calling you Steve. I'm sorry, Congressman. It still feels weird to me. Um, He isn't saying this stuff in public. He's saying this stuff in private. Should yeah. that bring comfort? Does that bring you comfort, or is that more troubling that maybe this is what the real Donald Trump is thinking? No, because no matter where he says this stuff, whether it is public or private, at 5 a.m. Uh, or in a speech, he is projecting the United States of America. And right now, he is bringing to us massive environment, uh, embarrassment uh, around the world. And the other thing is this, Kate. I talked to supporters of Donald Trump, yeah. and even they, most of them, say... We just wish the guy would tweet less. You know, we, we may agree with some of his policies, yes. but he needs to just lay off these tweets. And yet his White House staff, which is very concerned about the, the kinds of tweets he sends, has been unable to discipline him to do that. Well, he's also 70 plus years old. I think he should be able to control himself and maybe not eat handlers. But I digress, or I don't at all. All right, we have much more to come, including this, sexual harassment allegations. Men of all kinds of high profile jobs, they are getting fired, stepping down, being told to resign. But why are politicians 
not. Why are they held to a different standard? What is the different treatment? What's the lesson here? That, that's next. She spoke very briefly about things that uh, female Democratic members are doing, which I think are all great efforts. But let's talk about the big elephant in the room. And that's why I was done with the meeting. I, I, I don't have time for conversations that are not real. And I, for one, am not going to stand silent, even in the face of pressure from leadership not to. That is House Democrat Kathleen Rice explaining why she walked out of a meeting with Democrats this morning. She says because of sexual harassment and the claims and the allegations are not being taken seriously enough. Those allegations are ending careers in the private sector from Hollywood to the media, but why not so much for politicians on Capitol Hill? Let us discuss. Caitlin, we've said this a million times. Why is there a different standard, it appears, for every other industry and then lawmakers, Congress, Politicians. Another member of the media fell today, a very powerful member of the media. What, but what about Washington? Right, exactly. I think that's the question that a lot of Americans are asking right now, why the swift reaction in other industries and not in Congress? And the bit that you played earlier in the show of Cedric Richmond and, um, and, uh, and James Clyburn responding to those questions, they asked who elected those people. Uh, and that is a very unsavory comment, of course, but I do think it points to the reality that uh, there is little uh, recourse in Congress as it stands. Uh, voters are the ones who hold uh, office holders accountable. And uh, that it is upsetting to a lot of people, I think, that there is no uh, real way to kind of fire uh, members of Congress. And I think this issue shows that it, this, this issue, of course, permeates all industries and also both parties you have well yeah um, no no kidding about that i mean definitely both parties but i mean but congressman when you heard Cl what clyburn said you've known him yeah. for a very long time he has been a member of congress he's number three in the house um who elected them is that really the response you think should be out there right no, now no no it's very disappointing uh and what happened uh, in the caucus today as described by congresswoman rice um is uncomfortable look uh Sexual harassment in the United States Congress is not new. It probably happened in the 19th century yeah. and the 18th century. What is new is the pace and the honesty uh, of women coming forward and reporting it. And Congress has had an inadequate response. You know what they're going to do today in the United States Congress in the face of this tsunami? <laughs> they're going to vote on a resolution to tell people to take to be trained. I don't that they need started. training. Don't get me started. It's but insane. Can I ask you? This actually raises a really we, important question for me. Um, why? Can people not look past a political lens? It seems very obvious on both sides of the aisle, Republicans, Democratic leaders. They're only looking through a political lens. Is it just because they're afraid that there won't be any members left if they actually all said you need to go if you've done something bad? Because I say who cares? If you've done something bad, you go. I think it's, uh, it's a little different than that. I think they are, do, do have a fear that in a political environment of, of um, smear and fear, that these allegations could be weaponized against them, that anybody can say anything about anyone, and suddenly you are guilty uh, and you have to resign your office. And so I, I understand where they're coming from. And if that, in fact, is, is, is their formulation, then they need to actually do much more in there terms of the process. To, uh, there, be the transparent pro that's and exactly stop right. funding the secret. Jim, give me, your, give me a thought, Jim. Sure. 
Uh, I find it very interesting that when, say, actor Kevin Spacey faced some very serious allegations, there are a lot of people who are Kevin Spacey fans who've enjoyed him in the movies over the years who didn't respond with, we have to stand with Kevin Spacey. We can't let Brian Cranston get all of those roles he's being considered for. There, there's not that level of emotional uh, investment, that sense that, you know, oh, if he's accused and he steps down or he resigns, all of a sudden I'm suffering too. But you do see this with Roy Moore, with Al Franken, uh, with, with uh, Conyers. There's this way sense of, oh, wait, if he goes down, somehow it reflects badly on me. That's not the case. All of these guys no. are replaceable Joe. hired help. Final thought. The, the positive in this is that people are finally being put on notice that this type of behavior, you at least run a risk of being exposed. And I think that's something that's new uh, post-Roy Moore, post-Harvey Weinstein. This yeah. is the one benefit that has actually come out of this. I'm just going to throw this out because I'm the anchor of the show, so I get a final thought. President Trump reveling in uh, on Twitter and Matt Lauer being out today. He still is facing accusations from more than a dozen women who he called liars during the election and who said he was going to sue once the election was over. He's never sued and he still never dealt with it. Okay, thanks guys. Great to see you all. Day 314 of President Trump's administration. That's the State of America tonight. It's quite a good one, isn't it? We'll see you back here tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.